Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I'm Gina, the host of this podcast, and this is where we dig in all about self-exploration, getting to know who we are, our gifts, what makes life feel better for each of us. And we do that through connecting with our soul, our past lives, the divine. And this episode is all about astrology and self-care. So before we get into that, that Capricorn energy, um, just a reminder, everything that we talk about is in the show notes. And if you're wondering, want more from Ashley or Meredith, feel free to click the links in the show notes. Get on their email list. Go say hi on Instagram. Um, all in the show notes. And just a little reminder that Kinship, my 2022 membership, registration is open. I would love to have you join us. You can find out more about Kinship in the links in the show notes, or you can go to Past Lives and the Divine slash Kinship to learn more. But it includes a monthly gathering with a replay option if you can't make the live gathering. Throughout the year, there's going to be at least two live past life regressions, probably more. And there is a once a month special podcast episode for Kinship members. So if you're going to miss me on my podcast break, January and February of 2022, um, if you don't want to wait till March to hear from me again in 2022, sign up for Kinship. We'd love to have you. Okay, if you're listening in the future, get on my email list so you know when registration opens again. Sometimes I tie bonuses to it, little incentives to lure you over. <laughs> so just make sure you're on my email list. And that's pastlivesandthedivine.com slash subscribe. Okay, are you ready? Gather around the fire. Joining me is Ashley from the Yoga Magic Podcast and Meredith from Earthling Astrology. And we're talking about Capricorn energy. All right, everybody, we are back with Ashley and Meredith talking about Capricorn energy. I cannot believe we are here right now. Um, and we'll be back next year. We'll talk a little bit. I'll talk about that um, a little bit later. But uh, let's start with a little few intros. Meredith from Earthling Astrology, what can we know? about you if someone is new just tuning in uh welcome everybody this is our last episode of the kind of the zodiac signs on past lives and divine so if you don't know me i'm meredith mccowan owner of earthling astrology in st paul and i am a capricorn so finally i get to talk about the sign i know the most about and have the most personal experience with uh, you can find me at earthlingastrology.com. I do readings online, in person, also crystal healing, and email readings too, if that interests you. Ashley from the Yoga Magic Podcast, tell people about yourself. Hi, friends. Can't believe we made it through the 12 signs. Here we are. Um, I'm Ashley. I'm so happy to always be with you too, be with the listeners on this show. I am a yoga teacher. I'm a self-care coach. I am an astrologer. I'm a baby astrologer compared to Meredith, but I'm, I am an astrologer and <laughs> yes, I, <own> <laughs> right? I love to use the astrological birth chart to give people insight into how they can take care of themselves, who they are at their truest preconditioning self and what they can do to nurture and find that version of themselves. And when we talk about self-care and astrology, I just, I get really pumped up. It's a good day on these, these Mondays when we record. So I love it. Yeah. Okay. So here is what I think I know about Capricorn is just like all business, no fun, tons of work. <laughs> yes, I couldn't identify less. The fun vacuums of the Zodiac. <laughs> you're such a fun vacuum oh my god Gina before I say more like what else do you know this is so fun to like hear what other people think about signs when they don't know a whole ton but what, what I mean that is literally no it <laughs> I mean like what is that the good part of it too um, like I think of it as like so stuck to routines and productivity that it's just like no fun but is I'm curious to see like what is the fun and like how can we use that 
I love it. No, you pretty much nailed it. So we did Sagittarius last <laughs> month and they are the optimists of the Zodiac, which are followed by Capricorns, the pessimists of the Zodiac. Um, Capricorns are, can be curmudgeon And I know this because I spent 30 years of my life being that kind of pessimistic uh, curmudgeon Capricorn. Uh, so yeah, should I jump right into Capricorn? And yeah, I'll go through my list and then you guys chime in with questions or if you have any comments. Uh, Capricorn is the 10th sign of the Zodiac. It's opposite of the sign of cancer, which is mother energy. So Capricorn is more father energy ruled by old man Saturn. That is the planet that rules Capricorn. It's an earth sign. So grounded, practical, logical, all that good Spock kind of stuff. And it's a cardinal sign. So, uh, Capricorn always starts on the winter solstice every year and cardinal signs are the signs that start the season. So they're the get up and go kind of signs. Good. It's really starting things. Um, yeah, Capricorn's all about career, work, discipline, responsibility, control, authority. And what I love about Capricorn, which is maybe a little known fact, is they are kind of like born old, born curmudgeon and they get younger as they age. So they learn how to have fun later. Um, and I, I hear this a lot from my Capricorn clients, and I can relate to this too. I was pissed off being a kid. Like I was just not a happy kid. And there's a lot of Capricorns that just like, just want to hurry up and grow up. And that was me. I feel like I've been here on this planet, maybe so many times. I was just like, oh, I'm a kid again. I was not the happy, smiley, sparkly kid. I was just so <laughs> not, I felt like I was 80 years old. Everything hurt. I constantly had something wrong with me. And it's true. Like as I age, I feel younger and more carefree and my body hurts less. And my favorite Capricorn is Betty White. You guys like, she's oh. like, what? almost a hundred. Is she like 98, 99, something like that. And you'll never know. She's like, she's got a sense of humor, like a 16 year old. She's still moving and shaking. So that's my cap, my favorite Capricorn example of, yes, you can get younger as you age as a Capricorn. They are the Benjamin buttons of Zodiac. That makes sense. Um, That is so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So yes, while they might be fun vacuums for their younger years, <laughs> they, they do learn how to have, learn how to have fun and not take life so seriously. And now my motto as a Capricorn, cause I took life so seriously, everything was a struggle. And now I'm like, the only thing I take seriously is to not take life too seriously. So if you're a Capricorn and you feel that heaviness, you feel responsible for everything and everyone maybe kind of switch your mentality. Like, okay, is this serious? Do I need to take it this seriously? Um, and I think they do that because Capricorns are the survivors. Um, they are the survivor mentality. So Gina, in your practice, I bet you get a lot of people pulling in lives, survivor type lives. And the Capricorn archetype is not about personal survival. It's like survival of the tribe. So that's why they're prone to anxiety because you're not really worried just about yourself. You're like, I got to feed everybody. Um, and it's different than the cancer archetype where like you got to feed your family and the kids. Uh, Capricorn goes next level. I got to make sure everybody survives, not just me. And because of that, they're known as the Atlas of the Zodiac. So feel like they're carrying the world on their shoulders. Ashley, let me know. Do you carry a lot of stress in your shoulders and upper back? Yes. And I I wrote down the same thing. Like they carry the weight of the world. Yeah. Yes. And it's symbolic because I'm constantly going like this on my shoulders. Like when I go for my massages, I'm like, just shoulders, back, don't even touch anything else. Like that's where I carry it all. Um, what else? So not famous for their emotions. (laughs) They do have emotions, but my joke about Capricorn is like, we've got emotions, but it's like a frozen ball inside of myself that I have to ice pick out. And I think maybe my best friend has seen me cry once in our 20 plus year friendship. And even my friends are like, Meredith, we've never seen you cry. I'm like, yeah, it's just not that easy for me. Even at funerals, I'm like, I can't do it. I shut down and I'm like, there's something inside my DNA. It's like, I got to make sure I'm strong for everybody else. It's like the Capricorn way. Um, so I need like a bottle of wine and like six sad dog movies <laughs> and I can, like, schedule that on the calendar. Like, <laughs> if I need that cry, I'm like, okay, I got to like get this out of me, but it takes a while. It's really, really hard for me to tap into that. Um, the Capricorns usually very ambitious, like, so, like, like climb the food chain in the corporate world. They're the bosses. So own their own companies, naturals at business do not need to go get a business degree. Capricorns just know how to run the show. Um, and even if they don't have the title of boss or manager, I always tell my Capricorn clients, like even when you were working at McDonald's or the bowling alley or something, when you were 16, I bet everybody treated you like you were the boss, even though if you didn't have the title, because Capricorns just are like naturally good at running the show. 
the shadow side, um, anxiety, of course, um, control. <laughs> These are the control freaks of the Zodiac. Um, if you change plans on a Capricorn last minute, watch them kind of like get pretty uncomfortable because they're like, ah, like everything likes to be in order. They like the structure, the bones of the day, hard for them to change plans on a whim. Um, also Capricorn can live in the future. Um, Capricorns can imagine the most doom and gloom situations, like imagine them happening and then try and control those things from happening. This is where the control piece gets into it. And honestly, I've had an apocalypse plan since I was eight years old. Um, <laughs> my grandpa, I remember my paternal grandpa put me on his knee and they all had like this canned food in the basement all the time because they lived through the depression. And my grandpa, when he was eight, he's like, always have canned food, always have a plan. And I was like, taking notes. I was like, all right, I got it. So yes, I've had like an apocalypse plan. I've imagined all kinds of uh, doom and gloom scenarios. I'm much better at that, but I spent a lot of my younger years living in the future and just freaked out constantly, whether it was college, career, um, whatever that future looks like for me, I had to like really rein that back and really practice coming back to the moment. Not an easy thing for Capricorn to do. Um, they are the timekeepers of the Zodiac. So I like to have fun and ask my Capricorn clients too, can you wake up in the middle of the night and before you look at the clock, kind of have a sense of what time it is? Uh, I do. I'm a natural timekeeper and um, they're always uh, also hard for them to ask for help. Same with their uh, opposite sign of cancer, uh, feel like they need to do everything themselves and sometimes even at a job. They don't want anyone else to help them because they feel like they can, it's easier for me, for example, to do things myself <laughs> instead of like train or show someone how to do something when really it's not in the long run best for me to do that. I should kind of like delegate and learn how to share the load a little bit, but again, hard for Capricorn to do. Um, and then the last bit is just Capricorn is the long, the slow and the hard way. That's how they do things. They can make it harder for themselves sometimes, but when you think of like the turtle and the hare race kind of um, story, they are the turtle, um, slow, meticulous. Uh, they take a while to kind of get to where they want to go, but the reward is great. It's greater. When you work hard for something, roll up your sleeves, get it done the Capricorn way, you will reap the rewards, just not maybe on the timeline that you want. So there is my spiel for Capricorn. If I missed anything, I'll chime in later, but any questions so far? Ashley, I love that you had the, um, the atlas. Uh, remind mm -hmm. you. Uh, Meredith, I do have a question. It's about your apocalypse plan. Last couple of years. <laughs> okay, so this is a question that sometimes I'll ask, like in a social setting. What skill do you bring to? Because I'm assuming it's like Walking Dead kind of situation. So, <laughs> what skill do you bring? Are you bringing astrology or are you like, I can sew, I know what canned foods to can. Oh, <laughs> All yeah. So, what are you doing? <laughs> my skills are really management, managing the people, managing the resources, telling people where to do, where to be, how to, you know, what, when to sleep, when to eat, uh, control. So yeah, I don't have that many, like, I mean, I camp <laughs> and I do like kind of the wilderness camping. I got that kind of stuff, but yeah, I don't have many skills, but the thing is when a Capricorn needs to learn something, they will learn it real fast um, and they will master it pretty quickly. And then, yeah, so yeah. Oh, that's a skill. I that's do a have skill. astrology. So like I have all this backup astrology stuff that if computers went down and I couldn't just pull a chart with a computer, I know how to pretty much draw a chart like with my, by hand and I can use an ephemeris, which is a giant, big, fat book listing where all the planets are so yes if computers went away i would still practice astrology and i'd probably get better at it because i'd be outside looking at the stars and <laughs> yeah, drinking totally. in the starlight yeah <laughs> go back to the basics old school but yes i do have an apocalypse wow. plan in my astrology practice as well i've thought about everything i'm so glad i asked that i feel better knowing that okay good yes <laughs> you can you know send your carrier pigeon over to me <laughs> and I will, I will. You know, put the little note in the carrier pigeon, send it back and give you astrology reading that way. <laughs> we need to go back to Game of Thrones. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ashley, how can we use this for self-care? Yes. Motivate Capricorn us. Is a sign I oh, should man. say Capricorn is one of those signs that needs self-care, but it's yes. hard for them. Very hard for them. Yes. I have a, I have a piece of info on that for you, Meredith. So mm -hmm. I was looking back, I'm like, I wonder how many Capricorn sons I have worked with. 
Um, it's, I've been reading about a year and I looked back and I did a little over a hundred, zero, zero Capricorn suns. Isn't that wild? Yep. I'm not surprised though. Um, I'm not either. I kind of knew that. That's why I looked it up. That's the only sign that I haven't like a Capricorn sun. And there's a few reasons I think, because they're like, oh, I, I can use myself and they're pretty frugal. Yep. I should have said they're pretty frugal. <laughs> they want to spend money on taking care of themselves. Right. Um, anyway, I'll let you talk, but that's fascinating. Isn't that wild? Oh, and I, you know, I don't yeah. think that that's a bad thing. I think you're right. I think if, if Capricorn wanted to learn this, they would, they would figure it out on their own. So my partner is a Capricorn sun. So I see this firsthand. I have a Capricorn moon. I like a lot of Capricorns. Like Meredith, you being a Capricorn astrologer, like that's the best of all the worlds, right? And so there's so many benefits to Capricorn energy, the doer energy, the boss energy, like going out and creating this life, this beautiful life that we can have on this earth. When I think about earth signs, it's sensation, it's tangible things, right? It's like money and and tangible success. And like, who doesn't want that? Where I think it gets challenging is, is that Capricorn just never goes easy on themselves. They're always seeking out that next goal. You talk about the future. I think that's like such a a challenging place to constantly be is like, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? And I know my partner experiences this all the time is like, I nailed it. What's next? What do I do? And so self-care for Capricorn is celebrating. It's pulling back, looking at wins. It's being in the present. It's, it's looking at those tangible things that you manifested through your hard work, through your intelligence, through your do attitude and, and like actually enjoying them, right? You made the money, go and spend it and have fun, you know, do that. That is hard though. That's not the first nature of, of Capricorn energy. Um, some really simple things can be getting out, obviously spending time in nature, getting in the present. There's just no other, there's, I don't think another better way to get into the present than to be in nature and see, Mm. look at this, Mm -hmm. look at where we live. Like, and I was just talking to somebody on yoga magic last week about like raw nature, like being in the forest where you can see, I mean, when we went hiking in Seattle, like you were like, look at this, like, you're just like feeling (laughs) that's the vibe right like go out and see little earth you know little plants bursting through the snow that is 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 true magic and when Capricorn can get out of their their bubble of doing and of accomplishing and just be still and look and observe I think there's there's a lot of of full circle for for Capricorn to be able to do that um because Capricorn does tend to be really hard on themselves there's a lot of benefits from talking to people like having having a real exchange of of emotion and getting some feedback and and like honestly like sometimes it needs to be ego stroking like you know like someone to be like what look at you you're amazing like they do need that because they're constantly hard on themselves and, and it's not about necessarily always about just like these tangible success. It's like, no, you are a good person. Like you work really hard and you make others feel good. And just I, talk therapy is great or having like friends that you just can really, they can be there for you when you're having a low is, is so helpful. And going back to these like goals and these tangible successes, set reasonable expectations for yourself. You are, you are a human. We can only do so many things. Right. And like, even just on a day-to-day, right? Like a to-do list, get, put down three things. Your to-do list, the three most important things that you can do today. If you can get those, heck yes, right? Rather than saying like, I'm setting out to do 10 huge projects in a day and then you feel let down. So just like ma- maintaining that sort of pessimism and getting out of that, because you don't have to live like that. I think about like the positive expression of, of Capricorn is like the true... Um, like the positive masculine, like the patriarch, like the father figure, right? Where if mama says like, oh yes, feel your feels, like, let me give you your hug. You did so like, that's okay that you're having a crying moment. Like the positive expression of a father comes in and says like, I'm sorry that happened to you. How can we avoid that in the future? Like they come up with solutions. And I think that's like really beautiful to think about this positive version of going out and changing the world, right? At accomplishing those goals, changing things for the better. And it can be in a really positive light. And, and actually like 
Capricorn, I learned this from you, Meredith, is a, is a yin sign. It has like a feminine quality to it. Really, it's it's more yin than it is yang. And so when we can embody this this more balanced approach to success, whatever that is, um, it just it, life can be sweeter. It can be that much better. Um, the last thing I'll say too about about Capricorn is that Capricorn is is really um like i said like doesn't always necessarily need like thinks that they don't need self-care but when they are struggling to figure out what to do sometimes it can be work work can be very therapeutic for a capricorn right like i love my work my my work often is my self-care and vice versa as a capricorn moon and I don't, it doesn't, it feels good to me when it doesn't, then I'm like, okay, let's make a change. But that's, that would be very normal for a Capricorn to be like, I really enjoy my work. Do you feel that way, Meredith? Yeah, I do now. And even in my corporate job, like I was a workaholic. I rarely called in sick. <laughs> like I always, when I was a manager back in the day, I would always put my um, team I managed first before myself. So like, even now, like my clients are my kids. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, totally agree with what you just said. That's all I have for you, my dears. <laughs> I was like excited to talk about it, but I'm like, I think I've, I think I've emptied it out. Yep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> One last sweep. And there it is. Uh, I, Okay, so hearing you talk about this, I really liked how you put kind of like the healthy, balanced, like patriarch kind of archetype. I just feel like there's not a lot of that out there, at least in, you know, we talk, we talk a lot about toxic masculinity and that sort of thing. Um, but what is, you know, nourished masculinity? Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I just feel like that's not, typically a part of the conversation um which when I say that out loud seems stupid so I'm sure it is just I haven't looked in the right spot maybe but uh yeah I really liked how you said that where it's like yeah be here feel the feels like the feminine part of that and then like the masculine masculine part is like what happened how can we avoid this in the future how can we fix it uh, that's just such a I I haven't I just really like the way you put that um, okay, so something, Meredith, that you said that, Ashley, I'm curious, just kind of in the vein of Capricorn kind of motivation. So, Meredith, you had said something to the fact, like, Capricorns, like, they're not great with change. And so I get a lot of clients who say, I'm not great with change. I have no idea if they're Capricorn or what. But my my thought is, is, like, if that is, like, a hallmark of the Capricorn energy what can we use in our birth charts or just astrologically to kind of help us understand if I am someone who doesn't like change, what could I look for? Is there something in my chart? Is it something in Capricorn that would help me kind of move forward? Does that make sense the way I'm saying that? I think so. And I should say Capricorns struggle with a change in plans <laughs> because mm -hmm. they are the planner bears of the Zodiac. Oh. So Capricorn, if they plan, for a change, fine. <laughs> so each sign will have to go through change differently. I mean, the mutable signs love change. They thrive on it. Um, they hate being bored. So if you're a mutable sign, um, that's no problem for you. But for Capricorn specifically, they need to plan for changes. If changes come on planned, they will short circuit real quick and have trouble bouncing back from that. Um, so that's what I meant by oh. like, change is fine for Capricorn, but they have to be in charge and control of that change. <laughs> That's what they would prefer. Does that make sense? And it's like that cardinal energy of it needs to like be a part of something bigger, right? Like there's a purpose. I am a part of something. That's like cancer is the same way. Like while cardinal or while um, Capricorn, it may play out like in the public sphere, it may play out in your like your career. Like I'm a part of something. I'm a part. I'm the leader. I'm the leader in this job. Cancer feels it at home. I'm the leader of this home. So like when, when change is thrown in and you're not in control, you're not like at the helm of it all, that's when it's really hard. So there is, I think some use to like going through some of the scenarios as a, as a Capricorn, as a planner, like think ahead, but where it gets messy is if that's all you're thinking about, right. Is the future and you're not in the yeah. present anymore. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, that, yes, because uh, hearing you say that, what is kind of echoed throughout any client who's like afraid of change or afraid of the next step or whatever, is this really what, what usually gets down to is like, they don't trust themselves. They don't trust themselves to do it right. They don't trust themselves to be able to take care of themselves if it all falls apart. Like everybody's story is a little bit different, but yeah, it comes back to kind of this like how we feel about our abilities mm-hmm. to do whatever. Yeah. Which is, that's interesting. Okay. Can you talk more, both of you about the yin energy of Capricorn? Yeah, that's not my expertise, but you know, there's feminine and masculine signs. So Capricorn is actually a feminine sign, which is yin, right? You said, yeah. Um, but it's a, it's, it's considered father energy, which is the opposite of cancer mother energy. So yeah, that's a kind of like mind fuck for me too. With Same. <laughs> um, because think about Capricorn, it's old man winter. <laughs> uh, everything's a little bit chilly. Everything's kind of like more um, slower in the winter. Um, but you know, winter energy is kind of receptive for me too, because you're warming up by a fire, you're bringing, you're getting, you know, hot yeah. coffee. Um, and for me, I don't know how that plays out really in real life. Like I want to get this right. Like I'm cisgender heterosexual, but I've always felt more masculine. Like I hung out with the boys when I was a little kid. I've really have a lot of platonic male friends. I'm more comfortable most of the time around male energy, especially like at baby showers when I use the game on somewhere. Like where do I go? Um, oh my so God. I'm like hiding in my car. <laughs> <laughs> but now as I age, like I'm getting, I'm trying to get more comfortable with that feminine side of myself. Um, and even like Ashley, um, I want to bring this up because you are, you have a Capricorn sun client now for self-care. Ashley's helping me with like a photo shoot, <laughs> which is so I'm considering that self-care for myself, but it's for my business, which is a Capricorn self-care thing. Um, And yeah, and I'll have to get makeup and hair and look really pretty. And that's just like, I want to do that, but it's so uncomfortable for me. I'd rather be in a sweatshirt um, and jeans on the couch with a beer watching, you know, a baseball game. (laughs) That is more my thing. So yeah, I don't really know. I don't have many comments besides this like stream of consciousness thing I'm saying about the the yin energy with Capricorn but yeah each yeah. side is either masculine feminine um they, they switch off in, in a row I think it's hard though I'm with you Meredith and I actually I've talked to like another astrologer on the show about this and I think I'd I like like oh, to think in yin that. yeah she was talking about sun sign astrology and just like how we shouldn't necessarily gender these signs yes. and I in agreement with that but like when we think about yin energy like that's very much receiving Receptive. yeah and I think I like that word more so than yeah. like feminine masculine but it is I mean it is sort of all the same and earth and water are yin and like there's that receiving energy is that right did I say that right Meredith it's earth and water and fire and air are are more that like but I haven't fully wrapped my brain around this either but what I think it where it connects to Capricorn is this like idea again, that like you can go out and you can do the things like you can be that Cardinal Ursar and like go out there yet. You have to be like open to receiving the actual benefits of this life. You can have tons of money and still be miserable, but if you can receive real, real joy and, and abundance, then you're, you're actually in that, you know, that true embodiment of, of joy, of wealth, right? Like you don't just get to make money. You have to enjoy it. it, Yeah. And this, this thing that you're, so essentially, Ashley, are you saying what I'm hearing is like, in order to really produce like the productivity of a Capricorn, you have to receive because we can't necessarily produce that much if we're not receiving, like eventually it's going to run out. Is it kind of something like that? Like, uh, I guess I too, know. like, I don't know if you guys read much Joe Dispenza, but he talks about like this addiction to negative sort of like, I don't know, like negative or just like the, the, the low self-worth places that we are in our brain. That's cause we're, we're just literally, it's more comfortable to be there. We're addicted to that. And then we have to do real work to actually like really enjoy our life. And I think that's like, that's, that's the the positive expression of Capricorn is like to go out and, mm. and create and like maybe not create is the word but go out and accomplish and change your brain in a way that you can truly enjoy it get out of that negative loop and and really turn on the 
the enjoyment, the receiving. Yeah. I love that. Cause as a Capricorn, I actually talked about this right before the pandemic hit. Um, I've been addicted to fear like yeah, my whole same. life. As soon as I like would feel better about something I was afraid of, like the thoughts would come in about something else. Like mm-hmm. whether it was my house burning down or like something I was, and my husband calls me out on this all the time. He's like, you just were talking about this the other day and now you're afraid of something else. I'm like, oh my God, I am addicted to fear. So I yep. had to like change my brain and turn it to more joyful and positive thoughts and like feel the feelings. Like, okay, I feel afraid. I don't need to think myself afraid anymore. Um, so yeah, I am a yeah. huge fan of oh Joe Dispenza. God. I haven't watched all of his stuff, but he just blows my mind. Yeah. Um, every time I see him speak and I've had a few clients go to his conferences and I've heard there's life changing. Like you do not come home the same after one of his conferences. We should all go if we can. Let's I go. Love that I'm shit. just committing you guys. I just started, <laughs> yes, um, please to do like his meditations every morning. I'm committing to 90 days. They're an hour. Most of them meditations. I mean, like this is a commitment, but I'm getting up really early and doing it every day. Cause I genuinely feel like I, this Capricorn moon is just in a tough place. It's in a really, really tough place. And I need to change my brain. I need to, like he says, like quit the habit of like being yourself. I need to get out of it. And I, I do believe it's changeable. I do. Yeah, Ashley, oh, with the is. Yeah. Um, Moon, have you spent a lot of time in your life like imagining worst case scenarios? 100. One, yeah. It's like I, like, I look at my kids and I see oh. horrible things. I see just yeah. like the worst things that could possibly happen to them. That's not what I want to see when I look at no them. And that's- either. Yeah. No, and it's, so it takes some work. And luckily my cancer son is, is very like, let's feel it. Let's feel this and like process. But- it's, I agree. It's not a great place to live. And like, when I catch myself, like in all honesty, I've been in a very low self like state of worth. And I'm like, this is not me. I don't have to live like this. I'm going to change it. That's the Capricorn go and get it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Joe Dispenza. Is that, does he, is it like neuroplasticity, that kind of thing? Yes. Okay. He's an actual medical doctor or what? He's a chiropractor. Okay. Um, but it's like, it's a very much a combination of like spirituality and science. Yeah. He does a cool. great job with it. Even my husband who's skeptical of all of it loves him. So he gets, um, he touches a lot of people that wouldn't normally be into maybe this more metaphysical stuff. Cause he takes a scientific approach to it. Love that. Love that. Um, okay. So my next question is totally selfishly fueled. But on my birth chart, I don't have any planets in Capricorn. So, but I believe it's the third house. Um, What does that, I know we've talked a little bit about like, it doesn't matter if you have planets in the house or not. But I guess my question is, is there like, you know, if Saturn is in the mix, Saturn brings, you know, whatever Saturn brings. And if Venus is in the mix, she brings what she brings. But like, if there's no planet in the mix, is that a special flavor? Or is that just like, I don't know. Oh, like, what does so that mean? Good, you know, with these astrology questions. So yes, you have Capricorn oh. on the cusp of your third house, which, so the Capricornian energy will actually kind of bleed into third house themes for you, which is communication for me. Like I put the podcast in the third house. So you're a professional Capricorn podcaster. So you can say that. Oh and my God. You're gonna, um, you're going to look to huh. Saturn. Um, if you don't have any planets in Capricorn in your birth chart, you're going to go to Saturn because Saturn rules Capricorn. And for you, Gina, Saturn is conjunct Jupiter and Jupiter is the wisdom and truth teller of the Zodiac. So through your podcast, you can say third house communicator, you are um, broadcasting Jupiter type uh, topics. <laughs> um, so ancient wisdom and you're, you got that 29th um, degree Virgo. So the details like really intricate kind of stories uh, with your podcasting. And that's just like a simple, quick translation. Um, hopefully that helps. So yes, if you don't have any planets in a certain sign, just have your eye go to the planet that rules that sign. So Gina, for you, you've got a lot going on with Saturn in your chart. So Saturn is going to also, um, uh, he rules your third house, but yes, communication, siblings, uh, what else is third house? My mind is a little toasty today. Um, but yes, does that answer your question? I feel like I'm rambling. Today. Yeah. Okay. You might experience well, my like language. <laughs> Capricorn type 
experiences like in your area, in your life, as it relates to communication, like that's just how it might present itself. Right. Is like Capricorns in your third house. It, they'll just, you'll have more Capricorn experiences in your area of communication. Whereas it might be helpful, Gina. I don't know if like you ever feel this, but like with the, like say the podcast, cause that's a tangible example. You can really watch to make sure it isn't harder than it needs to be. Right. Like Capricorn wants to make it harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, how can yes. you keep it simple? Keep it simple. That is literally one of the things that keeps me sane in entrepreneurship. (laughs) It's like keeping it simple, you know? Here's a little weird weird question because third house is also um, representative of neighbors. Neighbors. So Gina, what kind of neighbors or situations (laughs) with neighbors have you had in your lifetime? Whether it's your your college dorm neighbors, your house neighbors, neighbors growing up. I don't know if there's any themes there. So- here I actually have a philosophy around neighbors. Ooh, ooh, I want to yeah. hear this. And it is remain distant yet friendly. Oh, and so Capricorn! I... Oh my god! <laughs> so I knew it. Yes, distant. Like, like don't kind of like. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to get together boundaries. for dessert. I don't want to talk about. <laughs> Do the your... same now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> like <laughs> wants to hang out with them. I like all of our neighbors. I do You're actually like some peace. of them but you're putting up pretty strong boundaries. That is so, yes, yeah, yeah. third house. Interesting. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, I just, it's risky, I think, to become friendly with your neighbors because Unless I can go south real fast. <laughs> and you got to get to know your neighbors. Oh my God. It's so funny. Thank you for that tidbit because it makes so much sense. I like to be the weird things about the houses like like, tell me about your neighbors and your (laughs) I love I love that yeah I'm like just keep your head down um okay so Meredith Ashley wild astrological times okay we just got out of eclipse season um while everybody knows I strive to keep these episodes timeless I do want to I do think because I talk a lot about reflecting back just to understand like how these things in astrology land in your own life can you kind of both of you talk me slash the listeners through like what can we think about in terms of the eclipse the eclipse portal the two eclipses we just went through or anything else that's kind of like sticking out to you even if it's not the eclipse just I had a I had a wild eclipse right you guys yeah, I feel like oh can you tell us yeah, yeah tell us? I like Part of this year, I mean, it's been, it's been very much like an 11th house year for me of exploring like my community and just understanding more about where I fit in. And that's been so helpful. And another area that like the trend that keeps coming up is that like just these aha moments about what I want and what I really need in order to continue moving forward. So the last eclipse, this one that just aired, that happened on the 4th, December 4th is Gemini um, Sagittarius. And it was so interesting because it's been a year and a half of, of I rebranded my show in June of 2020 to yoga magic. Yeah. Wild. And this, like this, I, this processing of like, where do I fit in? And also what do I need in my days in order to actually like show up for this community that I've built, like in my family, what do I need to do? And it's these, they're pretty simple things, right? Like I don't have, I can tune out a lot of the noise. Think of like the Gemini, like tune out all of the noise and just come to like what I need, what I know, my wisdom, what my truth is Sagittarius. And it's so simple. So simple. I need to get up early. I need to meditate. I need a cup of coffee. I need some alone time. I need a little bit of movement, like nothing big. Right. So when my patterns for any sort of astrological events, and when you're talking, looking back, like, whoa, look at your patterns, people, this is amazing. I tend to like manifest whatever symptoms, astrological symptoms come about a couple, like at two days before the event. So this week, or I guess last week, whatever, two days before I was bustling around the house, like getting, I had to go teach yoga. I had to get the girls out, like for whatever reason, like didn't drink my, my one cup of coffee, right? Like, this is my treat like, love that. Forgot to do it. And I'm at the studio. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go get a coffee. I'm going to do it. I never did. I get home and I'm like, Oh, it's too late in the day. It's like one, I can't drink coffee now. So I just didn't, I get to the end of the day and I'm I'm on the floor at floor. I'm like, I need to go to the ER. I'm, I have such a bad headache. I feel completely like taken down, obviously having caffeine withdrawals. And it was like this reverberation of like, 
no, you need to do these very simple things. If you want to produce, if you want to create real truths for other people around self-care and around your show and all these things, you got to take these very simple things every day. So I went out and bought a Keurig oh. so I could do like a simple, like single service. I was like, I I, okay. <laughs> I am so happy that that's how that story ended. Ashley, I honestly thought you were going to say you're giving up coffee. No, I was no, like, no, F this noise. No way. But I, it was like <laughs> such a funny moment two days before I'm having like, a, I don't know, not a migraine. It was like a legit caffeine withdrawal head- oh, headache. And I had to go to bed at like yeah. seven. I was in tears. My husband's like, what is going on? Like, I just, this is the sign. I can't give up these like very simple things. If I want to do the work I want to do, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. I just feel like I have things like coffee where it's like, oh, I'm addicted. And it's like, I've got a never ending supply. Um, and I'm better with it. So why is this a bad thing? Yeah. It gives me so much joy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I love that. That's the route you went where you're like, no, I need this joy. See, <laughs> I need this joy. And also like, it's like, yeah. it's a symbol for a lot of things. I need yeah. what I need. And I know, I know I don't need to listen to other people. And I think that's what, you know, when in my work, it's like, I tell people like, you know, this stuff, we can look at your chart together, but you know, this, you know what you need, take it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Meredith, what, tell us about kind of the eclipse, what's happening this month. You rattled off a few things before we started recording. Um, so eclipses generally represent, you know, an ending or a beginning and they're super wild card. My practice, I always get really booked up around eclipses and then people will email me like, oh, you're booked out so far. And I'm like, yeah, it's eclipse season. And people, <laughs> there's a lot of releasing, um, like more people just kind of like hysterically crying and then apologizing. I'm like, no, I'm just like, let it all out. And they're like, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm like, it's okay. So like kind of more of those sessions where there's like a lot of releasing going on. Um, and I started my business officially on an eclipse. I don't know if I've told you guys this before, which was like, people are like, Oh, what are you doing? That's kind of, that's crazy. But I can say every six months when we have eclipses, there's some new milestone that I've marked on the eclipse that I can't predict because it's wild card. So like over the weekend, which I learned my lesson, I'm not going to do a big party on eclipses anymore. I got hired uh, an astrologer, me got hired by a Catholic university to do, you know, a thing. I'm like, that's huge. And I'm going to Vegas in a couple days and I'm giving a speech at the MGM grand. So I'm like, okay, every eclipse I hit this thing that I can't even, um, fathom. Um, so it's kind of cool for me to see that on like a business side. And this eclipse landed right on my Sagittarius moon, which I'm not really sure how this is going to play out for me yet. I didn't feel it personally, too much. I did spend a lot of time on the couch over the weekend, but um, <laughs> so did like I. The, the path. So I think this eclipse is carving out a path for me. Uh, I just don't know what it is yet. I can't really see what that path is, but Ashley, you said something earlier about Capricorn, like what's next, what's next. I've been feeling that really hard this year. I'm like, what's next for me? Um, I feel really solid in my practice, but I feel like there's some other door or something that I'm going to evolve into. I just don't know what that is yet, but I feel like this eclipse is a launching pad of some sort. Ooh. Yeah. Gina, did you feel um, the eclipse this weekend? I mean, we're still in eclipse season. I don't want to yeah. it's over yet. It's still on us. Well, December's got lots of other stuff. Was the eclipse in my third house, right? It was this pretty damn was- close to your Mars uh, in Sagittarius. Not quite on it, but within five degrees. So I don't know if you had more angsty, irritable, or a lot of energy this weekend. I never know how Mars is going to play out with eclipses. Just kind of angsty like... and irritable is how I would title this year. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe hopefully that's the my... end of that then. So this is the end. Yeah. Consider that it's a potential for an ending, Gina. Yeah. If the eclipse landed right on your Mars. You're like, okay, if you're sick of feeling like that, do some intentional work about releasing that angst, that irritability, and just letting it go. Like you're... Um, Letting go of a balloon, let it float away. That's how you yeah. work with the eclipse energy. Okay. I'm glad you said that. Um, that was, that's another thing too. Is sometimes you hear like, don't do any ritual or anything around this. Like y'all know, I don't like rules, especially ones like telling me not to do something. So my question is, what do you two do? Like your personal practice around an eclipse and is it ritual based? Do you have an opinion about that? 
Yeah, I just do a typical new moon thing and I try, I didn't do it this weekend, but I've had some crazy meditations on eclipses and it's almost like I got spoiled about a year ago. I had my first past life story or download, whatever you want to call it. And it only happened during an eclipse. It's like when there's an eclipse and I'm intentional about meditation, I had a crazy past life that I use almost every day, like that message that came in during an eclipse. And I haven't been able to get meditations like that unless I'm using it with my chart or an eclipse. So if you are struggling to connect to even your spirit guides or you want some kind of crazy experience, use yeah. that eclipse portal because the energy is not so you got to be really grounded. You got to be yeah. really kind of like in your body. And I really kind of wasn't this weekend. Um, but that's, I've had some magic mystical experiences, um, meditating or doing some intentional work on eclipses. And it's almost like, I want that yeah. all the time. <laughs> uh, when you have those experiences, I know. Like, ah, it's like, ah, oh, so great. Um, but yeah, that's, what's happened to me. Yeah. I haven't, it's like, I can't really get there without that eclipse boost. Yeah. Yeah. I what think you, you know, I'm like, I'm the same with you on the rules thing. Like, I don't love it, especially when people sort of like fear monger around, like don't manifest on an eclipse. Like yeah, I think yeah. part of that, there's some truth to that. Just like, like you said, Meredith, like we just don't know what it like, what's going to happen with an eclipse. It's right. so unpredictable. And so if you have like these, these things that you're working towards, like now is maybe not the best time to go and grab them. It's like more of receiving energy. It's more like, okay, like I'm here for what change is coming. And so like, I always say just extra rest and lots of sleep and, and doing your, your, your self-care practices during this time are so key. But if you are somebody who is like, I mean, can really work with some wild energy, like you're saying, Meredith, I don't, I mean, I think you've got to know what works best being really grounded and being really smart about your practices right now is just a general, you know, caution, but like, it's a, it's, it's a portal, holy eclipse portal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess the thing I, I slept a ton this weekend. Um, and I just was like, oh yeah, it's an eclipse. And I just like one day took like a two and a half hour nap. Like, yeah, the eclipse. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm glad you were able to sleep. Um, I mean, this eclipse was a fire eclipse and it really kind of ignited the fire in your chart, Gina. So maybe it's just like a sign you were burnt out and it was like the Ooh. reverse of that. You like just needed to sleep and recoup. Uh, to get back yeah. to the fire. Yeah, interesting. Sagittarius Moon Rory was like up all night that night, and I she the next day she's oh. just like losing it. And John, my husband, is just like he's getting frustrated because it's like what is going on with her? And I'm like this is hitting her hard. And yeah. I I just sat down. And she's an air sign. She's Aquarius Sun. Just so like like helping her understand. I'm like how are you doing? Like what's going? I mean she's three, so it's funny, but like what's happening and she just goes mommy I'm just having a really hard day and I'm like yeah, I know I know buddy like let's just read books we don't have to do a nap just you do you and the next day was totally fine but like kids are the best to watch them see how these things play out because they're just like the truest form of it yeah oh my god yeah study astrology for that reason right you know, kids lose their shit you're like okay let's look at the chart I got and you then it We're helps okay. you have compassion for them you're like ooh, that's what they're dealing with in their little bodies um so good for you. yeah oh my god yeah that is a really good way to put it it is like such a true version just unfiltered kids you know <laughs> all right so before we leave do you two have any sort of practice astrology related or not that you feel comfortable sharing with like how you reflect back on a year and do you reflect back on the year or are you just like hard charging it into the next year I typically don't look at the past too much unless something comes up in the present or like in my life that I'm like, Ooh, let's look at what happened in May. You know, the last time this planet triggered me, let's what was going on. So I don't have like a, a legit practice where I, I do that. I just kind of more spur of the moment if it comes up, but no, I, I really don't. Um, but if you're learning astrology, I'm always like, go look at the past. That's how I learned. <laughs> so yeah. Like, oh, the, what the fuck moments in your life, like go, cause something was going on your chart and that's how you're going to learn. But no, I don't really have, um, a reflective practice. Do you actually do you, Gina? I would say it's more like cyclical rather than annual. And so I'll look back at like, I'll do a reading and I'll look back, you know, listen to it after six months or I'm coming up on a Jupiter year. Yeah. So like Jupiter's coming up into Pisces and my, I'm, my Jupiter's in Pisces. And so I went back 13 years ago. What was happening in 2009? Oh, I started my like professional life. Like I graduated from college in 2009. So like, 
what is up in 2022? I don't know. I'm super excited about it. So like looking and doing a little bit of study when, you, when new things are coming up in your chart and like going yeah, back when okay. that last happened. Yeah, I am not great at like journaling, looking back at the past, but I would say that's one of the things that I love about astrology is that I can do that as I'm interested. You know what I mean? Like you said, um, just like, oh, what happened on the eclipse and what does that mean for me? And and just even understanding, Ashley, like you said, like, oh, I usually feel the energy a couple days before kind of figuring out your own way that you feel it. Um, but that's how I kind of like to process the past as well. Um, I feel like that's new just this year, just playing with astrology a lot more. Um, but I, I do it more, I think, on the solstice. Like, I, I usually am pretty intentional about a solstice ritual just because I don't know why that feels like a big shift in the year for me. It feels like it's the most impactful. And I think it's just because I personally am really impacted internally by like the changing of the seasons, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So that's how I do it. And I like how Ashley said cyclical. And I do want to say there is a worldwide um, attempt at a meditation on the solstice this year. So December 21st, 2021. Um, If you go on enough blogs or you follow certain people, I'm going to be putting stuff about it. And I would love um, for everyone listening, if you feel called to do, to join in, because I do believe the more people that join hearts and join minds for a better planet, a more peaceful planet, we can make a difference just doing that, which is not something we've been taught. It's like, you got to do the capital core thing you got to work hard you know you got to like stand in your soapbox you got to you know dig yeah. the trenches but I'm like no we can sit and go inside together and yeah so I'll find more info about that because I think it could be really really magical for everyone on this space rock of ours yeah tune in to Meredith's Instagram and Ashley's all linked in the show notes thank you so much this year was so much fun um, and we will be back in 2022 that is our episode for today. Whew, a whole year. Wow, that year went by really fast. You can check out all the astrology and self-care episodes from every month here in 2021. Feel free to revisit, see if you learn something new, forward them to a friend. And if you want more interaction with me, I would love to have you in Kinship. Kinship is my 2022 membership and it includes a monthly special podcast episode exclusively for those in kinship, two past life regressions that are live that you can sit on, replays will also be available, and then a monthly gathering where we, it's Q&As, it's hypnotic journeys, it's discussions, I'm going to have a few guests throughout the year, it's going to be so fun and I would love to see you there. Go to pastlivesandthedivine.com slash kinship to check out all the topics throughout the year and even more details on everything that's offered. Okay, most of all, thank you so much for being here. Take anything that feels good, makes your load feel lighter, and just leave the rest.